0: Welcome to the ITSP Magazine Podcast Network. You are about to listen to the Loops and Life Cycles Podcast with Josh Mason. When you hear a new idea, do you wonder, can I put this into practice and what I'm doing? Join Josh Mason and guests as they dig into concepts from multiple disciplines to find ways to improve our business, our security, and our lives. Enjoy this episode, and remember that knowledge is power, now more than ever.
1: Hello, and welcome to Loops and Life Cycles. This is Josh Mason, and today I've got Grant Ungers, who is chair of the global board for OWASP, thank you, and CTO at Secure Delivery, who I've done a little bit of work with in a past company. You guys have some great folks over there. But what led to me wanting to do this podcast with you is... Some of our friends invited me over to the W and they were already having a conversation with you at RSA. And again, I'm misconstruing this, but I do want to set it up from what I remember. You said something along the lines of, we shouldn't need pen testers if we're doing things right, or we don't need pen testing. Now, what did I get wrong there? And let's let everyone else know a little bit of what you're thinking there.
2: Other than the fact that's going to get me lynched at DEF CON this year, it's close enough, right? What I was saying was that pen testing, as just pen testing, is a very linear return scale, right? The more money you have to spend on pen testing, the better results you're going to get from that pen testing, because it means you can hire the best pen testers from the best pen testing companies to spend lots and lots of time looking at your applications. But it's never going to be better than the best you can afford, because... It literally is a question of buying really expensive, really good people's time. And the reason I came at that is, is, as you mentioned, my, my involvement with OWASP, chair of the global board, just means that I have a political role in steering the foundation. But I'm also very heavily involved in a lot of the projects. We use a lot of the projects as secure delivery. We contribute back to a bunch of the projects as well, like the cheat sheets and cornucopia. I'm one of the project leads on. But some of the projects we use primarily, like in our day-to-day work in secure delivery, is things like the ASVS and things like OWASP SAM. Now the ASVS is a way to measure that you've built a secure thing, and SAM is a way to measure that you're building a thing securely. So the one measures the process, the other measures the result of that process. And the relationship you've seen OWASP generating, building with like Crest, for example, where Crest is actually certifying pen testers in their understanding of the, o, of the ASVS. Their certification is called the OVS, which is the OWASP Verification Standard. Essentially, what they're doing is they're verifying that pen testers understand ASVS requirements. And I think that's important because it helps define scoping for pen tests, right? Every single pen test then has at least the same depth of scope because you're all testing these things against that standard and you have some idea of what good looks like, some idea of what terrible looks like, and if every pen tester was doing that level of testing, you've got a baseline, a minimum level. Oh
1: yeah, and for a while now, OWASP has had a pen testing guide that kind of drives through almost every point I can ever I've ever thought of during a good pen test. It's one of those things where people go, hey, how do I do a web app pen test? Here's the OWASP guide. It takes you through everything you should be looking for.
2: Absolutely. And if you're testing against the ASVS standard, you're following that guide, right? That's literally the way you're going to, all right, how do I test this piece of the ASVS? There's a section on it in the guide. And, And the same is true with mobile testing.
1: It's amazing. It... Why isn't everyone already doing all this? Like, it's all free ASVS, SAM, the OWASP Guide, Zap.
2: So, I think the TLDR on why isn't everyone doing this is because no one's asking for ASVS. Every company that requires a pen test has a, a statement in the pen. What, what constitutes a pen test is very much determined by who the organization is, whether they have some standards in place for it. And I'm the consumer of the pen test now, not the companies providing the pen test. So customers have their own understanding of what they consider to be a pen test. And they're only doing the pen tests anyway to meet some kind of compliance requirement, right? Nobody's pen testing, external pen testing, really for security. They're doing it for compliance. If they're doing it really for security, they have probably got a bunch of internal people testing all the time while the app's being developed, right? And whether those are QAs testing for security or whether it's security engineers specifically looking at it, depends on the company. But if you're asking for a pen test, you have your own idea of what a pen test is. And those are gonna be one of two things. It's gonna be OWASP top 10 with some mapping to CWSS or CVSS, or it's going to be the SANS 20, right? No one is looking beyond those. Where you really should, right? The top ten team literally say the top ten is a minimum level; it's the low bar. If you're doing pen testing, look at the ASVS. There's a whole there's a whole web page on the OWASP Top Ten site talking about how to use the ASVS for all the things you should be using the ASVS for. The other thing is that pen testing companies have their own ways of doing pen tests already, right? They already have a, a standard that works for them. And it's a standard that customers come to expect from them. So they're going to provide you with what they have, and companies are going to ask for the things that meet the minimum bar for their compliance. And usually, what the pen testing company is providing is better than that minimum bar, but it doesn't quite meet the ASVS levels. Certainly not level two or level three of ASVS, right? No pen testers are looking at design documents or actually reviewing code implementations of how did you do that, auth. How did you integrate with Zero or whatever it is you're using? You got a good point there. And I'm I'm a consultant
1: that works alongside a lot of pen testers. And you are absolutely correct in in, in all of that. There are a couple of our clients who are looking for security. And we are the most security folks that they interact with. They don't have security people on their team. And we are working... We would love them to use SAM and ASVS in their development. But for now, we're happy to be consultants and do pen tests as they're bringing new features online. But most of the others are compliance-based. And we do have our own methodology, which I'm going to be sitting down with our red team lead, and we'll be looking at SAM and ASVS and maybe Crest for us. But is there... uh, There's no third party auditing for pen testers or pen test companies other than getting a certification or having a reputation. Would it be valuable to have pen test companies get some sort of certification that we
2: are all Crest ASVS certified? Look, I think it would absolutely help because it helps the market see what they're getting, right? There, there's a list of pen testing companies that I love right there. And we're probably talking about the same people when we think about these things. There are a lot of people who are also Crest certified who aren't on that list of people I love. So Crest is trying to get some kind of level ground, everyone on the Crest list should be doing things the right way should be doing things properly. But I think I I don't know that there's anything beyond Chris that's actually trying to certify pen testers or pen testing companies because you need both, right? There's an individual with some skills who is going to be applying those skills to the problem in some kind of structured way, right? Because it needs to result in a report. But the way in which that company does the interaction with the customer, the way in which that company ensures their pen testers are doing the right thing, that also needs to be certified. I think Crest kind of covers that second part rather than the first part. I'd love to see an ASVS certification for pen testers. That would be amazing. As, a, as an individual pen tester, as an individual contributor to a pen test, I am ASVS certified, which means that I can run an ASVS assessment from beginning to end. Now that will require me to be able to read code because to get to level two or level three, like I said, you're pulling about actual code. You'll be able to look at, it becomes no longer a black box test because you're going to be looking at architectural diagrams. You're going to be looking at what they say they do. You're even going to be looking at the policies, right? They have a policy in place around cryptography. Cool. Are you universally applying that policy? Let me go and test. Let me see if you're doing that right. So it's going to be way more than what a pen test today would entail. But that's the thing, right? Pen tests, there was this conversation has been going on for well over a decade What is a pen test? What actually is a pen test? How is a pen test different from a vulnerability assessment? Can I just fire off an actor scan with Burp or Zap against a website and consider that to be a pen test? I would argue not. There's no human interaction at that point.
1: That's something that someone internal could do, (laughs) that they don't even need a CREST-certified pen tester to to be part of. Yep. And some of those tools are, are free or at least inexpensive to get a hold of. Zap is completely free and it can tell you a lot
2: of yep. lot off the bat. We spend a fair amount of time helping companies implement Zap in their pipelines, but we tell them this is not a pen test. This doesn't remove any requirement you might have to do pen testing, like at all. This is dynamic testing. Consider it to be like part of your pipeline build process, right? it's the end of the build. Things are talking to each other. We'll run this against it, see what it comes back with. It'll tell you if you configured things wrong. It's but that's really about it. One of the easiest DAS. Yeah.
1: Brings Zap into your process.
2: And the best value for money DAS, for sure.
1: Agreed. I helped write the eLearn Security Junior Penetration Tester exam and certification that goes along with it. And that was an intro to get people to know how to run Nmap and how to run Nessus off the bat. Mm-hmm. Would love to see a certification exam go deeper and pull out all of the pieces of the ASVS and actually have that be tested. I'm also imagining what that test environment to ensure people knew what this how to how to run it all would look like. Um, How do you see, because you have this 30,000 foot view in your position at Global OWASP, where do you see the industry going? Or how do you see getting this information out there so that we can have better pen tests or get to a world where we don't even need external pen testers?
2: Okay. Full disclosure, the conversation that you walked in on was talking to some individuals who are involved with bug bounty programs. And part of that conversation was bug bounties are the next pen test domain, right? Instead of having a pen test to come in and focus specifically on an application for a set period of time and produce a report that says on this day and this date. This time, this individual with these qualifications ran these tests for this amount of time and discovered these vulnerabilities. But that's compliance because it's a point in time moment. Whereas with Bug Bounty, it's every single white hat in the world who's signed up to a Bug Bounty program can potentially come across something because they found some time to play around in your environment and they tell you about it rather than a black hat finding something in your environment and playing with it and taking you for a bunch of money or customer data and ruining your reputation bug bounties are a great thing personally I believe that bug bounties are are a good future it's where I think a lot of pen testing folks skills with people with skills in the industry are going to end up making most their money Because it does allow you to play around in any environment you want. You don't have to go and win the customer to go and hack the customer. You can just hack the customer because they've already signed up to accepting what you're going to find. It's great. Very few of my hacker buddies who are pen testers like the sell to customer aspect of their job. And it is a big part of your work, right? You have to first sell before you get involved in it. So you can get away with a whole not with not doing a whole bunch of that. The organisations that do still want to do pen testing, they will. Then people need pen tests, right? It's as long as it's part of the standards, people are going to require it. So as long as it's part of the requirements for compliance to a standard, it's going to be there. We are seeing a lot more customers asking about ASVS, mostly because we're pushing quite hard. Top ten isn't enough. Top ten isn't enough. Top ten isn't enough. I think I've done six six talks this year already, which are literally, don't just do top 10, look at the ASVS. And two varying degrees of detail on what the top 10 is, what the ASVS is. But basically that's the message. So we are seeing a lot of customers starting to ask for it. And we're definitely seeing uh, more pen testing companies through Crest getting involved in certifying against it. Now, I hope that means they're also running ASVS assessments rather than just having the accreditation and then doing a normal pen test. But that's maybe step two, right? As they get asked for ASVS rather than pen tests. I think helping the regulators understand that the ASVS is a pen test on steroids and goes beyond the top 10, that's probably my next challenge uh, at the foundation to try and make that clear.
1: How can people get involved in that? How do you, I know you said that's your next thing, but is there anything off the top of your mind? Put you on the spot here a little bit. How can I help? How can everyone who's listening to this start helping in that?
2: If you are a pen tester, ASVS is about to release or about, in the process of putting together a release candidate for version five. It's a major change. There are lots of changes in there. There are lots of new things. There are lots of, Uh, more clarification in there it's a it's a major version upgrade Please take a look at the ASVS website through OAuth check out ASVS application security verification standard Go have a look at the release candidate that's out there Use github to post issues or to post comments on What you think it should be doing that it isn't or on things that you think it should be focusing on that it isn't Make your voice heard as a pen tester As a person who's consuming pen tests, start asking for an ASVS rather than just a pen test. It might cost you a little more, but you're going to get way more value from it. And you can be sure that every year you're getting the same quality, right? Because it's going to be against that standard.
1: I love it. Grant, where can people see you more, hear from you, interact with you, if able, in the next coming months?
2: I'm trying to think where I'll be next. Uh, for OWASP, I will be at the Global AppSec in Washington, D.C., which is November, October, November, so through Halloween. There are a couple of things before then, but probably the easiest way is to follow me on Twitter, REWTD, Root Demon on Twitter, and on LinkedIn and all the other socials. And, of course, the OWASP Slack channel, if you want to chat to me.
1: Sweet. Thank you, Grant. Thanks for being on here. Hopefully gets run into you in either Vegas or D.C. And I'm putting that on my calendar. So I'm going to be right around the corner from there. So
2: Absolutely. I Look forward to seeing you.
1: Hopefully we can finish up this conversation with those folks who first introduced us. Um, for full Absolutely. honesty, I'm having Justin on the podcast as soon as I can schedule with him as well. To get uh, a little deeper into that bug bounty side. This has been Loops and Life Cycles. Join us again next week for another episode
0: we hope you enjoyed this episode of loops and life cycles podcast with josh mason part of the itsp magazine podcast network if you learned something new and this conversation made you think then add this show to your favorite podcast player subscribe to the itsp magazine youtube channel and share the itsp magazine podcast network with your friends family and colleagues If you represent a company and wish to connect your brand to our conversations and our audience, visit itspmagazine.com to learn how to sponsor one or more of our shows. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey.